0: One of the hardest things for managers or leaders of teams to handle is finding new employees, finding really good people to add to their team so that it maintains the culture of their company, as well as delivering consistent results to your customers. So how do you go find these people in order when you scale and have to add, you keep everything moving in the right direction? Well, I'm going to help you with some tips in today's video. Hi and welcome back to another episode of You're in Charge, Now What? I'm your host, Glenn Pash. The goal of this channel, as you know, is to help those of you that find yourself now in charge of a team, a division, or even a business, build the skills necessary to lead high-performing teams. Each week, we're going to focus on one topic. We're going to share some tips and strategies that have helped me build my businesses so that you can generate consistent results and increase the productivity of your team, and also the revenue that your company generates. So, let's dive into today's video. It's all about people. Yeah, it's the hardest thing. I can tell you over years of running businesses or leading teams in a variety of different industries, it's always finding the right people. How do you find quality employees? Now, part of that job is to, as we've talked in previous episodes, it falls on you as the leader to have that coach's mentality that we've talked about to help develop the team. But how do you even find them? How do you even get them into the organization so that you can train them? So we're going to talk about four to five different tips, things that have helped me over the years get a little bit better. Still not perfect, but there are a couple things that you can do tools for your toolbox that are going to help you be able to target, locate the right people, and make the right hiring decisions. So, let's start. Now, when you're starting off looking for employees, there is that decision of hiring and adding on. Now, there are uh, different types of situations that happen, and they might throw some of this out of whack. Meaning what happens if one of your employees comes in today and says, hey, I quit, I resign, and all of a sudden it's a scramble to fill the position. That's not a great position to be in. We'll talk a little bit about that. But again, if you, if you have your process in place, you should be able to just speed up your process a little bit because that's an emergency. Maybe you're now taking on a new team or you're heading up a division that has no employees and you have to... You know, hire 12 people, 20 people in the course of two months because that's your date that your, you know, your division or your team's going to launch. Again, ramping up that process that you have. So we want to focus first on this process. Take a little step back because again, just speeding up your process. That's not a problem if you have one. So we've talked in previous episodes about building structures for a company and documented processes uh, was the number one pillar. Well, no matter what you do in your company, you have to have a process. So your hiring process needs to be documented. So let's talk about these five tips that we're going to share. Number one, number one tip you need to think about as a leader, you have to ask yourself the question, why? Why am I hiring? Why am I adding on staff right now? Why not six months from now? Why not six months ago? What's going on in the business right now that I need to address that I have to add staff? Could be a variety of things. It could be hopefully good planning that you're seeing that your sales are increasing at a pace that you're going to have to add staff to handle that new business over the course of the coming months. Let me give you an example. In my agency, let's assume one of my account managers can handle 20 clients. Well, we see from sales, when we look at what sales are coming in and maybe what contracts are ending, so we have our net increase. Well, let's say our net increase is 10 new customers every single month. Well, on paper, that would mean that in two months, I'm going to need another person. Now you can say, well, don't you need that person sooner? Because two months from now, there'll already be those 20 people on. Well, this is where you do your math and you do your inspection. If you know that each one of your account managers can handle 20 clients, what you want to know is where they're at in their bandwidth. That's what we call it, our bandwidth. Meaning how many clients do they currently have? So for instance, if I have four account managers and all of them are averaging 16 to 17, well, that still gives me anywhere from... 12 to 15 new clients I could take on with the existing staff. So that, again, is why you need to understand that question. Why am I doing it right now? If you listen to your staff at times and and they're trying to help you, they're letting you know, I'm starting to get to my bandwidth. But you want to look at it as an owner because every time you add a new person onto your P&L, that's an expense and you need the revenue there now to be able to cover that expense. Now, you may turn around and say, well, I have to hire this person now because it's going to take them two months of training to be able to handle a full workload. Again, we've talked about that before. Reverse engineering that process. Every employee you should know how long it takes them to get to a full workload. So then how long does it take for training? How long does it take me to find that? You should know through your hiring process. It takes us on average about a month to find a really good candidate, or it takes us two to three weeks to find a good candidate. So we reverse engineer back. But what I want to be able to say to you is, is by understanding that bandwidth, you don't have to rush. You don't have to hire somebody that you may not feel 100% comfortable with or great about because you still have that flexibility of saying, I really have another month before everybody is starting to get to crunch time and it's really getting to be, oh, they're all maxed out and we don't want that. So again, understanding why allows you now to plan to say, yes, I want to start at this time. I'm going to start in a couple weeks or I could start my process right now, but I don't really need to hire them for six weeks. Again, that's why you ask that question why. Now. Before we move to number two, what I would let you know, a little side tip, little extra tool for the toolbox, I personally like to hire from within if I can. So before I go outside, which is what we're doing now in step number two, we're creating that ad to go out and let people know we're hiring, I try to hire from within. It saves me time because the people understand the culture of the company, they know how to work, they understand the business, so that saves me that time. And I always like to promote from within. Let people step up. A lot of my staff currently on my team started in one position and now they've moved up to do other things. So I would offer it internally first. That's my preference. Unless there's really skills that we don't have and we have to go outside. Now, as we say, point number two, the ad. Be very careful about when you're placing an ad because most, if you're going through HR or you're doing job placement or even when you're trying to communicate out maybe through your social networks, what you're looking for, remember whatever title you're advertising, that title means different things for different companies. A manager in my company or a... uh, T- account manager in my company means something completely different to an account manager in a different industry or a different company. Could be a large company, could be a small company. Understand whatever that title is in your ad, you need a description. And what the description should be is not just the skills, but what the day to day is. For example, if I was looking for an inside salesperson, there's two different ways that a salesperson could handle opportunities. Either they do the prospecting themselves and then go find their deals and go close their deals, or someone else is doing that prospecting for them, and they're given people who are warmed up. They understand what's going on. They're interested in the product, and then the salesperson takes over. Two separate skill sets. But if I just say inside sales, I'm going to get people, either one of those groups, that may not work out. So again, I want to save time in my third step, which is the screening process. So again, for your ad, understand that the title is going to mean different things to different people. Make sure that you have very specific, you know, uh, description of what their role is, not just the skills or the experience they need. Number three, screening process. Well, this is actually three and four, but the screening process initially, if, you, if at all possible, have help, right? If you're the leader of the team, maybe you have to be the one screening and doing all of the hiring. Uh, as an owner of a company now, I used to do all the hiring. I did all the screening, but I've uh, trained other people to do that. It's also beneficial that other team members are involved with initial screenings. The reason is, again, as I just said earlier, you could have applicants that don't understand the job. I can't tell you how many times over the years that I have put been very specific about the qualifications or experience, and I'd still get resumes from people and almost to the point of going, did you even read the ad? So my point is, in your screening process, try to get rid of all of those so you have a core group that you like. Now, once you've done that, I, personally, for me, it's worked better to do phone interviews before I do in-person. In-person interviews take a lot of time, take a lot of resources, people away from their work. I'd rather do a phone interview. Uh, It allows me to ask some questions and do that first round of screening because if someone is not right, I'd like to be able to do it on the phone. Saves them time, too, coming all the way down to find out that the job is not what they thought it was. So be respectful. But what I also like about doing the screening is I'll give you two questions to ask. Every single person that you interview, it will save you time. Number one, what do you know about my company? The reason that is, you'd be astonished how many people have sat in front of me when I've asked that question who say, oh, I think you're an, you you do some marketing agency. Well, what type of clients do we work with? Well, I don't know, but yet, we are very visible online, social media. My brother and I who run the company, very visible online. You could find out. That to me is a red flag. If you haven't done your work, then what? that tells me that you're not going to do your work later on. The second question is, I always like to hear from people about uh, situations where they failed. And then I want to talk to them about what they did. A reason why, I want to hear if they blame other people or they take responsibility. If they sit there and say, well, my manager did this, or this was the client's, or this was, it's always someone else, they're not going to take ownership of their own responsibilities. So ask those key questions. Now, the fourth, as I said, the fourth one is the second half of the screening process when they do come in in to see you personally, have other people on your team interview them as well. Because... Those people create the culture. They're going to know uh, if they're this person's a fit. If they're sitting in front of me, they're on their best behavior. Everybody's on the best behavior. Everybody has the right answers. But sitting with your team, something may come out where someone would say, I don't think they're the right person, or they said a couple things negative about their previous company, or they, they, they said something or acted in a way, I don't think they'll fit. On the flip side, your team is the one that's going to be working with them more or less day to day. So let them be part of the process for hiring because they're the ones who are going to work. So I always let people, multiple people, talk to someone, take time. As they say, hire slow, fire fast. Let other people get involved. Even if you could have the applicants stay with maybe the team they're going to be working on for an hour or two to watch the day to day so that they actually go, Yes, I can do that. Or, do that's not what I thought it was going to be. Again, save yourself time. And then lastly, you're the ultimate person that has to make that decision. You are the one who's going to uh, uh, say yay or nay. So number five is when you're sitting there, if you've done your process this way, they've already passed all of the other steps, meaning they have the skills, the team likes them, they think they're a good fit, so when I'm sitting with somebody, my tip to you is, think of it this way. Could you see yourself working with that person across a table, working on a project together? Could you see yourself taking that person on a client visit? Or could you see them you know, in a business situation with you representing the company? That's what I look for. By that time, it's not skills. I can teach skills. What I'm looking for and what my team is looking for is do they have work ethic? Do they have accountability? Are they curious? Are they willing to learn? Do they ask good questions? That's what I'm looking for. That then fits the culture of at least my organization. For you, it could be maybe their job is to work solo and not be micromanaged and you figured out that, yes, they can do what I need them to do and you hire them because they have that work ethic and they have the results and they have the commitment. So again, you are the last person. Now, the last tip I'm going to give you here as we wrap up today is trust your gut. I can't tell you how many times I have screwed it up. The voice inside my head, I'm sitting here in front of somebody and something about it just isn't right. But mentally, I've just convinced myself that no, I need to hire or, well, this is as good as I've gotten in terms of quality candidates. And, well, I have to get back to work. So every single time it fails, every single time, every single time it has failed. That person has either left or I've had to let them go. One of those two Things happen. So again, trust your gut. You know, if you're sitting there talking to somebody, some of my best hires have I've sat and talked to them, and all of a sudden it just feels like they're part of the team. It feels like they're already part of it, or they've been here for a while. That's what you're looking for. Anything that is a flag, postpone your decision. Have them come back in two days. Sit on it. Think about it. Have them come back. They'll be a little more relaxed. You'll be a little more relaxed, and you'll really find. Uh, if they're a right fit for you. So again, in summary, number one, we want to ask ourselves why. Why are we hiring right now? Why do we need this staff? Do we need this staff right now? Number two is the ad. Make sure you remember the title could mean a lot to a lot of different people. So again, we want to put a little bit of a description of what the day-to-day is, what you need them to do. Number three is screening. I do a phone screen first, get rid of Uh, Some of the people who may not have done their due diligence on your company. Then when they come in, have multiple people, especially the team they're going to be working with, help in the interview process, and then ultimately trust your gut to be able to have that person join your team. If you follow those steps and you take your time, you'll be able to have the right people on your team. Even if you have to speed up the process, at least if you have your process, you have a direction in order to screen your candidates and find the right people. So I hope you found that valuable. If you did, you know, click the subscribe button, hit the bell. This way you'll get notified every time we have new videos which come out every Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, Please comment down below. I'd love to hear what you like, what you don't like. If there's something in uh, your day-to-day that you want us to talk about, great, maybe it'll be a future video as well. Again, please share this out with your network. I know there's a lot of people that could use this help and that's the point of the channel. So again, I appreciate your attention. And as I say at the end of every show, you're in charge, but now you have a few more tools to help you become more successful. Thanks.